Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. Hey, welcome to the special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand. We're breaking down the interview today with our longtime friend, Dan Miller, who I absolutely just love. I just love his energy. Him and Joanne (laughs) are awesome. We met them on a cruise a few years ago and have just been friends. So we got your top three takeaways from AJ and from me. So get us going, babe. Yeah, I think the first thing he said this like really close to the beginning of the interview and I loved it. And he said, if somebody or if three different people ask me the same question more than three times, I'll just make a product for it. I think the whole concept of what should I make a product about or where do I find content is really simply answered when you just figure out what do people already come to you for. And so instead of repeating the exact same thing over and over and over again, why not turn it into a product, a course or a video series or a book or a coaching program or certification or all the things that he has done Mm -hmm. and is doing. Really, he said most of that comes from just, you know, if I get asked the same question more than three times, then I really consider turning that into a product. Yep. I love that. I was one of my takeaways too, is just, you know, the power of listening to your audience and I think one of the, the one of the techniques or strategies that you can use is to ask your audience. So in his case, he's just listening. But the other thing you can do, like if you need content ideas or you need product ideas, or if you need copy for like your sales pages, yeah. send a survey to your audience, ask them some questions about what they want and what they're struggling with. And then take their words that they write back to you and, and use some of their language in, in, in actually marketing what you're doing and create a product for them. So that was one of my takeaways too. I just love that. It's such a simple, a simple, practical, actionable thing that any of us can do 
right away. So that was good. So what was your second one? My second one was this concept of not doing the new and trendy thing that everyone is doing. And he said, and I'll I'll try to recap it here. He said, but I I resist the temptation to do every single new Mm. and trendy thing that is out there. And he talked about, he said, could I be missing out on lots of money? Maybe. Do I care? Not really. (laughs) And I think that's really just really powerful. It's like, if what you're doing is working, why would you derail what's working to do just what everyone else is doing that's new and trendy? And one of the things that I thought was really insightful and something that you don't hear a lot about, he said, now I'm not saying anything is wrong with funnels or webinars or with anything. He said, but you hear all these people all over social media promoting, I made six figures, seven figures in this launch. He said, what you don't hear about is how much money they had to give back in refunds. And I thought that was really interesting because you hear a ton of people, you see a ton of ads. It's like how I made six figures in this funnel, or there's this one out and I don't, I won't say what it's called, but it's how do you have a seven-figure funnel? And, and then he talks about how he came up with this whole thing. And yeah, probably you could do that. I'm sure people are doing that all the time, every day. And uh, Dan said, but what you don't hear about is how much of that they're actually giving back in refunds because of buyer's remorse or they didn't get what they thought it was or it was a little bit misleading or a little bit of a bait and a switch. And I'm not saying everyone is, but I do think there's some accuracy in the fact that you hear a lot of the revenue promoted and not a lot of the back end of, Mm -hmm. well, was it even profitable? And how much did you actually give back in refunds? And I thought that was just very insightful. Yeah, I mean, you've got the refunds. You also have affiliate fees mm-hmm. and you have Facebook ads and paying your graphic designer. And you know, at the end of the day, it's like how, how much are you really keep in, yeah. which is, but I think his thing, and to your point, is more about the reputation and like the- Oh yeah, the no, I, I love what he said. He said, he said, I'm way more about building a consistent audience than having huge infusions of cash. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm way more about the consistency time over time over time that will last me 20 years than I am about this one time big infusion of cash. And everyone is different. Perhaps you are someone who's looking for that big infusion of cash and like, go for it, do it. But I loved what he said. It's about playing the long game and making this a true business versus this one-time push. Yeah. So for me, the other thing that I thought was fascinating, we teach something to our brand new members that we call the fast cash formula, which is how do you, if you need to make money quickly, and we talk about how coaching a lot of times is the fastest way if you need to replace an income is to offer coaching. And when he was telling his story, that was how he started. And still to this day, still does it. he does one day a month of one-on-one coaching work. And I love that because he was a real life example of what we talk about that coaching is the, the fastest path to cash in terms of replacing a large income need, but it's the least scalable long-term. So he sort of told the story about how he started with that. And then after he had done enough coaching, he created a course for the people who couldn't afford his coaching. And he was teaching this course and then people invited him to come speak because there were people seeing him teach the course. And that, you know, basically out of that coaching work came his content, which became also his business model. And I just think that's a really great way to do it is to do the work, to kind of get your hands in there. Obviously, we love coaching. We, we believe in coaching and the power of one-on-one. I just thought that was really encouraging. And, and, you know, he does have multiple streams of income, but it's been developed over years. 
And it's, it really started from one great body of work, you know, that he flushed out with coaching and real life scenarios, then applied it to a course, you know, then mm-hmm. applied it to live events yep. and speaking. So I thought that was just a great example of that. Yeah, just a great evolution of content. Yeah, evolution, that's a great yeah. word for it. And I think this that's somewhat similar to my third and final point, which I thought is very indicative of what you hear a lot. But yet there's this mystery around it. He said, but I don't count on any income from my books. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and his book is super successful and has been out there. Just did a 20-year edition, right? 20th year? 20th or 25th. Right. Yeah, yeah but a long time, right? And he said, but here's what I have found. He said, it's not the book itself that makes all the income. It's the actual content within the book. So the book is the calling card. It's the credibility source. Not to say that you won't make income. He just doesn't count on that in his forecast or his budget. But it's the content of that book that he then takes that and turns it into all these different curriculums. It's a coaching curriculum. It's a certification curriculum. It's a course. It's a video series. It's a live event. It's all these different things that are all circulated around the content of the book. And the book is at the center, but probably isn't what's bringing in the most income for him. However, from that, there is just this entire huge circle of all these things that are moving to make this very successful, very healthy business, even though most of the income is not from the the center of it, which is the book. It's from all these other answers ancillary income streams that have become his primary revenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Good perspective on the book. For me, my third takeaway, which he talked a little bit about, but it's more of, of what we know about him and Joanne behind the scenes. And I don't know that he said this directly, but every time I'm with Dan and Joanne, it always occurs to me how they build their life or they build work around their life. They don't build their life mm-hmm. around their work it's one of the great possibilities of a personal brand is to be able to fit work in and around your life. And it's hard to do because when you're an entrepreneur, especially early on, it's like a lot of times work kind of is life, but you, you want to get out of that and you can get out of that. And well, I think that goes to a lot of what he talked about where he resists the temptation of doing to do all of the new and trendy things because well, for what reason it's like, are you living to work or are you working to live? And he talked a lot about his time and his schedule, but I think that is a part of it, is resisting the temptation to do everything. Yeah, and I I hope for you, like I wonder, I would bet if we could take all the podcast listeners and ask if you've heard of Dan Miller, I bet less than half of you have actually heard of him. You've probably heard of some of our other guests, yet he has one of the biggest businesses of everyone we've ever had on the podcast. And his example speaks to the power of steady consistency and just trust and playing the long game and plodding along. He's and the tortoise. He's the tortoise. Man, that's a <laughs> that's a great metaphor. And and we mean that Well, in, it was his. He said that. Oh, did he actually say that? He said I'm the tortoise. Yeah, that's and and that is, you know, <laughs> and we say that in the most honoring way. Well, he said it. He said so it. we can say but it. But even to that extent, it, it doesn't mean you have to be slow. It's just, it's the idea of consistency. Yeah, it's not and slow. It's you don't consistent. have to be the person with a million followers and these huge extravagant launches and giving away cars and like, you can do those things, but you don't have to be that person in order to be successful. Like you can just do the right thing for a really long time and it will work out. Like you can't fail 
if you just pour back into people's lives. So I'm as encouraged by that. Yeah. Well, I think just in general, it's, there are a million different ways to build your personal brand. And Dan gives a one, one really great perspective of how to do it. And there are many other different perspectives that you will hear from other guests, but to what Rory is saying, it's like, it's all about, and what we talk about a lot, it's playing the long game. And Dan is a great example of the long game. Yeah. So there you have it. So hopefully you're playing the long game and uh, you'll keep coming back here. We're going to keep working to provide amazing guests for you and hopefully useful insights. We're so glad that you're here. We'll catch you next time on the Influential Personal Brand. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 